Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm going to have to bluff my way through this week uh, on my own because Rob's uh, not, not been too good this week, so he's stuck with me, Paul Whiteside. It's going to be a pop-up podcast, but I'll give you all the news and all the things that have been happening around uh, around Salford Red Devils. And we'll have the, uh, the amateur report, we'll have Watto in Coach's Corner, we'll have all the news coming out of the club, we'll look back at the Wakefield Trinity defeat and we'll also do a match day preview looking forward to the Catalan Dragons game this coming Saturday. So we'll start off with all the news stories coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. It was a great night at the Bluebell last uh, last week. Thanks to everyone who supported the event for the reserve team. In the region of £2,000 was raised by the, the Supporters Trust and the, and the reserves. And uh, they had uh, Ed Chamberlain and Harry Warburton were, were there, along with Kristen Inu. And the event was supported by Paul Southern and Danny Barton as well, who also got their heritage uh, certificates as well. So that was uh, fantastic to see on uh, last Friday. Well, as you've probably heard this week, Ed Chamberlain has gone on loan to London Broncos for four weeks. Ed's not not featured much in the, the team this season. He's been playing for the reserves, and I saw him in the reserves at St. Helens a, a few weeks ago, and he looked pretty sharp in that as well. He was desperately unlucky with injuries last season, so we wish Ed all the best. He's a player that came in from, from Witness uh, towards the back end of the 2018 season, along with Greg Burke, and he really impressed me, Ed. He's still only a young guy as well, and uh, I'd love to see him back in the team, and uh, I'm sure it, it won't be long till he's in the side. So good luck to Ed down in the, the capital for four Four weeks. Let's hope he comes back fitter and sharper and ready to test himself in the uh, in the first team squad. Congratulations to Niall Levels and Dan Sargent. Both have been named in the England night squad. Sorry, in the England squad, not the night squad. In the England squad. Um, so that Sean Wayne's named them in his, his squad. And I'm sure they'll uh, they'll be looking to do really well at the end of the season and that. And uh, congratulations to both. Niall has been knocking on the door for a couple of seasons now, playing for the England Knights. And uh, Dan Sargent has played international rugby league before when he's been at, at Wigan as well. He's looked really good for Salford this season. So. So I think that's uh, another good news story for Salford, those two guys getting named in that squad. Well, some good news coming from the young Salford Red Devils. The Salford Red Devils Development Academy are through to the College Rugby League National Cup semi-finals after a 14, sorry, 40 points to 14 win against Leeds Rhinos Development Academy. And any any sort of win against Leeds is a good one, but that's a great result for them through to the semi-finals. So, uh, so good luck to the lads in that. I missed that out from the amateur report because I recorded it before that game was played, but uh, a tremendous uh, result there. The Salford Red Devils reserves, however, were beaten against Bradford Bulls by 16 points to 12. Well, despite a second half try from Joe Digby, Bradford Reserves clinched the win at the Horsefall Stadium. Well, a big congratulations to Mark Flanagan. He's played 100 games for Salford. The game against Wakefield on Sunday was his 100th match for the club, um, marking an appearance milestone. And uh, Mark Flanagan has been very solid for us, I think. I thought on Sunday he played some good stuff in that game, really showed things up. And he can act as that extra pivot as well, can Mark. He's got a good pair of hands and a, and a good tackler as well. can fill in at a number of positions. He's probably not the quickest anymore, but he can always fill in at standoff as well. And I think Salford look a steadier side with Mark Flanagan and the team, in my opinion. So I'd like to see him in that squad again for this Catalan game on Saturday. But congratulations to Mark for reaching a century of matches for Salford Red Devils. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review.
We'll turn our attention now to the match against Wakefield last week. Salford were beaten by 22 points to 12. Early stage of the game, Salford, I thought, were handing a lot of initiative to Wakefield, a lot of attacking opportunities, and we were under the cosh early doors. But we did get the first try of the game as well, but it was a, it was a good try. CO, Ken CO and uh, Tuilal here combined really well down the right edge there. Lovely interchange of passing, and the, the try was scored by Lola here. He missed the goal. That was four points to nil. I thought Reese Williams and, and Dan Sargent were returning the ball with real interest, and Nia Levels were looking steady under the high ball. But it was another another clock off in defence that got um, Wakefield back into the game. Pretty similar to the uh, the try we conceded against Leeds the week before. A clock off down the middle, a bit lazy at marker, and uh, Max Jowett went through. He scored and he converted his own try to make the scores six points to four. Wakefield continued to. Uh, bulldozed away down the middle and, and they made a few more breaks and Alex Walker knocked on to let Salford off the hook that could have been another try before half time but they went in leading by 6 points to 4 the second half though Salford came out lovely ball movement Ken Seo scored the try the nice pass from Mark Flanagan as I mentioned before Mark looked really solid in that game you, you know acting as that extra pivot he got a good ball out Tuilala here missed the goal that was 8 points to 6 from then on though Wakefield seems to take control of the game they kept the ball alive well some poor tackling from Salford and uh, wingman Tom Jones Johnston, we've seen how, how, how well he's played so far this season. We scored a wonderful try against Castleford a few weeks ago at Weldon Road. Really acrobatic finish. He's going to be one in the England squad as well, I'm sure, for the end of the season. He scored. Uh, Jowett kicked the goal. That was 12 points to 8 to Wakefield. Wakefield then forced a drop out and Riesling with a great offload in traffic and Bill Tupu scored in the corner. I mean, Ian Watson and, and his side will be disappointed at that try. I think, you know, offloading the ball in traffic there, that, that should have been stopped. The goal was missed and it was 16 points to 8. Then Tanjanoa walked through some shocking Salford defence really a real simple try for him Kalipi Tanjano a big guy as well and he made a big impact when he uh, when he came off the bench on Sunday and we found him really hard to stop that was 22 points to 8 a match winning lead then for Wakefield Ken Seal scored a try for Salford with 8 minutes from time Tuilala here missed the goal and as Ian Watson said in his press conference we did open Wakefield up quite well when we moved the ball you know we looked good we scored 3 excellent tries to be honest but the goal kicking for me was a bit of a, a bit of a worry as well we've not kicked a goal now in 2 matches matches we missed all our kicks against Wakefield and missed two against Leeds the week before so that is a is a bit of a miss with uh, with Kristen Inu out of the side at the moment so hopefully we can get back to, to winning ways this week against uh... <laughs> Coach's Corner Ian Watson joins me Am I being fair in saying perhaps out enthused a bit today? Uh, massively. We, we spoke about that yesterday, the day before the game. We said we have to be the most energetic and most enthusiastic team out there today because that's what they'll play with, that's what they'll come and they bring. We, we didn't even start that way. We lacked it straight from the off. We looked flat from the start of the game, like as if well, we'll just get a win. And it, that's, not, that's not good enough. Um, we just outlined that as a group. It's not good enough. Well, Obviously, will changes be made on the back of this? Because do you think yeah. there's a bit of an attitude problem there? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think some people are still believing the hype from last year, um, and that's not good enough. We're four games, in, well, five games in now, yeah. um, since the start of the season. We've won one game against Toronto, and it, it's not good enough um, individually and collectively. But we need to, you need to look after your own game and your own how you play the game yourself. And at the moment, I think people are lacking. Were you surprised how we were bust down that middle in, yeah. the, in the first half defence? The Wakefields, their pack seemed to get on top of us. Yeah. That must be the most disappointing thing in the game. Because I think out wide, Dan Sargent's picked up one of their match. I mean, yeah. he's a shining light at the moment. But yeah. forwards, you were beating up there really, weren't you? Yeah. And that's one thing that we feel that we've reinforced really well in the middles. Making sure our middles so bigger, stronger, have more leg speed in there. Like I said, there's got, there's got to be changes on the back of that because we can't keep rolling with that group, mate. 
the biggest disappointment I suppose for you is these four home games and you've lost, yeah. lost three of those now is scoring points becoming a bit of a concern for you as well? Uh, no, because when, when we actually pulled the trigger on them, we've opened them up. Uh, the problem with us was we're, we're coming out of yardage too much, so we ended up being stuck in our our own half, trying to come out of there. And at the moment, when it's that windy, you can't be as expansive as you want to be, and you can't move the ball like you'd like to play. So you're waiting, you're basically playing a patient game to get up into good ball, and then when you're getting good ball, being able to pull the trigger. And when we pull the trigger, we open teams up, um, which we always have done. Wakefield were no different. They, kept, they were very direct straight through the guts of us, they've not tried to go around us one bit until they've got in good ball, then they've had a few shots on us, but generally we defended them reasonably well. We're just, we're not in the right areas of the field enough at this moment in time and that's coming because we're losing the momentum of the rook. Do you feel slightly concerned at the moment? You've got a big game against Catalan next week away, they've won it away at Hull today I believe in yeah. a tight game, and you've got Wigan and Cass down here, does it become like... Not desperate for a win, but you just need a win, don't you? It, it, it's always you, you want to get wins. That's the ultimate aim of it as well. And you're always concerned when you lose because you think your group's better than that. But the one, the one thing I, I'll question on the back of it today is our mentality going into that game because we spoke about having a desire and a determination and, like I say, energy and enthusiasm about us going into this game. And we didn't show any of that. The team seems to be looking like they're lacking a bit of confidence. Well, I suppose that comes from winning matches as well, of doesn't it? But yeah. Like somebody out there leading him a bit more, you know, somebody a bit more vocal. Yeah. Kevin Brown obviously missing yeah. today, but I don't think you could really ever go to Chris Atkin. He, he sort of tried his socks off, didn't he? Yeah, Chris, Chris is having a dig. There's certain parts of the game where he'll know he needs to be better as well. But Kev brings you that experience. You, you look at the game against Huddersfield, we potentially should have won that game. If you keep Kev on the field, we win against Leeds. Yeah, it, it turned out the way it did turn out, but I think maybe with Kevin out there as well, you potentially might win that one, and then your confidence is kind of rolling on the back end of that. Um, we've what's it? We've just yeah, we've, we've not been good enough today by any stretch of the imagination, uh, and I can say that's the first time I've been that disappointed um, with the team this year. How do you approach the Catalans game next week then? Yeah, I think we, we've got to go with a cha- change of mindset, and we've got to probably change personnel on the back of that. Thanks for speaking to us today, and see you next week, mate. All right, mate. I've got the um, three-word match reports from that game. I know Rob likes to read those out. I'll give those to you now if I can find them. They're, uh, I've not read through these yet, so we might have to edit some of these. Adam Aubrey said, toughen it up, and his man of the match was Evels. I, I, I think I'd, I'd go along with that, Adam. I think uh, Evels was really good. Steady again. I think he has been all season. He's looked really quality under that high ball as well, and his defence has been sharp, and he's looked sharp going forward. He'll look dangerous every time he's had the ball, so I agree with you. I think Evels has been one of our standout players this season. John Waite, Rook, defence, shocking. Man of the match, Tui, and he's putting brackets, although his defending needs to improve as well. Colin Wilson, substandard performance his man of the match was Niall Evels Patrick Connolly two poor teams man of the match Evels worse for ages man of the match Sargentson normal service resumed man of the match Parley so he's got three man of the matches there and probably mentioned three uh, three decent performances there Roy Ellaby paper thin defence his man of the match was Dan Sargentson David Walling one man rugby Sargentson Lee Lee Mon- Moncrief Lee says uh, another disgraceful performance Paulie Paulie was his man of the match um, disgraceful is probably a bit of a harsh word but you know you're entitled to your opinion and um, no, the, it, was, it was poor I thought and um, we definitely need to smarten up you know credit to Wakefield they came and played with the game plan but they probably all, all due respect to them they're probably not going to get to the grand final and be challenged up the top of the table so this was a game you know we really had to win Bob Speakman says dull dismal Salford his man of the match was Dan Sargison Paul Foster absolute dog 
Muck. I'll say I can't say that other word, I don't think. Man of the match was Tan Genoa. The Wakefield Father, as I said before, he came off the bench and he's a, he's a big guy as well and he made uh, made a big impact when he came on. And like I said, we, we found him hard to handle, so we can't disagree with that one. Colin Reynolds, that was awful. His man of the match was Sargentson. Myself, team lacking confidence. My man of the match was Nile Levels. Mark, two, one dimensional. His man, man of the match was Evels. Tor- Tory Amante, devoid of ideas, flat as a pancake, lack of cohesion. One man rugby couldn't tackle a dinner, and his man of the match was Nia Levels as well. Pete Brady, how many versions of if of Hiko did we get from the PA announcer today? I thought the PA announcer was was pretty good actually for his uh, his first stint as. Um, in the, in the job, I thought he did quite well, and he, he kept us amused as well. If a Hiko is a, is a hard name, say I've said it twice there, and I've, I think I've given two pronunciations myself. Val Boardman, at least we could hear him much better than the other guy. Well, I don't know about that. I thought um, the, the other chap that we had was was very good, and he's gone off to Wigan now, I believe. And best luck to Adrian, who did it before. Pete Brady, we go again. Paul, so he's had two goals there, I think. Pete Andrew. Um, poor performance. Salford, man of the match, Dan Sargeson. Richard Morton, no backbone, Nile Levels was his man of the match, and Wing Cup, very disappointing, Salford. Paul Huff, we miss Hastings, his man of the match was Paulie. Big man Peter, we can't tackle, man of the match, Ken Seal. Mike Woodbridge, long season ahead, man of the match, Sargison. Matt O'Keefe, two poor sides, his man of the match was Dan Sargison. Les Canine, need faster hands, man of the match, Paulie. CH13RL, pack powder puff punches, his man of the match was Chris Wellham. Karen Banks must play better. Her man of the match was Ken Seo. Gareth Lear, where's the passion? Man of the match, none of them. Greg Howard, what are they actually doing in training? Lazy, where no one goes with the runner in hope of a late handoff and driving down the middle does nothing for the fans or atmosphere. Paul D, dear old dear, is man of the match in nine levels. And finally, Steve Doyle, not good enough. Man of the match, Sargison. Um, so yeah, I think Dan Sargison, Naya Levels got quite a mention there. Paulie Paulie as well. I thought Paulie Paulie had a decent game. We're getting big minutes out of him now, and I think we've got to use him out wide as, as that sort of runner that Ben Murray used to do. No, not just as a battering ram, but uh, but yeah, disappointing display as we've said there and through the free word match reports. The final score was Salford twelve, Wakefield twenty two. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report and we shall start off with a good news amateur story to be honest and it's England Community Alliance head coach Alan Coleman has confirmed his 21-man squad for the Under-19s European Championship in Italy in early September. The party has now been whittled back from 24 players and the games have been arranged against Ireland at Lee Minor Rangers on Sunday the 12th of July and against Scotland at Howick on Sunday the 2nd of August as part of the build-up Coleman squad contains one of our local lads it's Johnny Openshaw of Folly Lane so congratulations to Johnny let's hope he's in the uh, in the final squad and uh, plays in those games as well it's great to be representing the uh, the under 19 in the European Championship so congratulations to Johnny of uh, Folly Lane and best of luck for the rest of the season mate well, turning our attentions now to the Northwest Youth League. There was no matches weekend just gone because of the uh, the bad weather. All the games were postponed, presumably for waterlogged pitches and things like that. But the fixtures for this coming Sunday, the 8th of March, in the under-18s Lancashire Northwest Cup, Folly Lane play Wigan St Jude's, Berry Broncos are at home to Thatto Heath Crusaders, West Horton play Crossfields, Witness Moorfield play Langwithy Reds. In the Premier Division of the under-18s, Waterhead Warriors are at home to Pookington Rex. In the under-16s Lancashire Stroke Northwest Cup, in 
Rose Bridge play Saddleworth Rangers. Lee Minor Rangers play Oldham St. Anne's. Rochdale Mayfield play the Bank Key Bulls. And in the under 16th Northwest plate, Black Brook Royals are at home to Langworthy Red. So good luck to all our local sides in those games. Well, the Northwest Men's League, there were some results from the weekend just gone in the Northwest Trophy. These games were all played on Saturday, the 29th of February. Salford City Roosters beat Lee East A by 26 points to 20. Caddy Zed Rhinos had an excellent win. They beat Roos Pioneers by 41 points to 20 to progress. West Horton Lions 8, Pilkington Rex 8, 34. In the Northwest Shield, Bold Miners beat Bolton Mets by 60 points to nil. The fixtures for this weekend, Saturday, the 7th of March, Division 1 of the Northwest Men's League is Berry Broncos against Dalton. Oldham St. Anne's A play Hindley. Division 2, Pilkington Rex A take on Folly Lane. Rochdale Mayfield A play Langworthy Reds. West Horton Lions are at home to Thatto Heath Crusaders B. In Division 3, Caddy's Ed Rhinos are playing Roos Pioneers in the league. Salford City Roosters play Lee East A. And in Division 4, Garswood Stags are at home to Saddleworth Rangers A. Higginshaw play Goldbourne Parkside. And there's just one result involving our local sides in Division 5. That's Bolton Mets against the Garswood Stags A. Moving on to Student Rugby League, there was just one result involving our local clubs last week. This game was played on Wednesday the 26th of February. It was Leeds City 36, Salford Red Devils 10. That was in College Rugby League's Premier Division. The fixtures for this week uh, on Tuesday, sorry, Wednesday the 4th of March in the Northern 1A Division of the Universities. It's Manchester Met against Huddersfield. Salford Red Devils in the College Rugby League are away to Leeds City in the Knockout Cup. And also in that competition, White Sixth Form College play Hopwood Hall. Salford Red Devils uh, in action against Runshaw as well. That's in a Northwest friendly match. Well, as we said about it last week, the uh, Northwest Conference League is up and running. Division 3, there was two games involving our local sides, but they were both postponed at the weekend. Oldham St. Anne's against Gateshead Storm and Waterhead Warriors against Millham. Those two Oldham sides postponed, again, presumably because of the uh, the non-stop rain that we've had in the local area, particularly in Oldham. On Saturday, the 7th of March, the Premier Division gets underway. Rochdale Mayfield are at home to Egremont Rangers. In Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers play Wigan St. Jude's. And in Division 3, Leeds are at home to Waterhead Warriors and Millham take on Oldham St. Hands. There was no game for Salford Red Devils reserve side at the weekend just gone. There is a game midweek this week. By the time you listen to this uh, amateur report on the podcast, this match might have taken place. This game's on Wednesday, the 4th of March. Uh, 7.30 kickoff Bradford Bulls against Salford Red Devils. Salford played three losses, so looking to get off the mark in the reserves championship. Best of luck to the lads on Wednesday night. Well, that's more or less this. Um, amateur report done for this week I'll give you the fixtures for the professional game Thursday night 5th of March Leeds Rhinos play Toronto Wolfpack that game's a televised one at 7.45 on Friday night St Helens play Huddersfield Giants Wakefield Trinity play Hull FC Warrington Wolves are at home to Gasford Tigers on the television Saturday the 7th of March our very own Salford Red Devils are away against Catalans that's a 5 o'clock European sorry England time kickoff. if you can't make it over to France if you are going over there safe journeys and enjoy the trip Toulouse Olympic play Batley Bulldogs that's also a 5 o'clock England time kickoff. Uh, Sunday the 8th of March in the Betfred Super League Wigan Warriors play Hulkingston Rovers in the Betfred Championship on Sunday. On the Hour League app at 6.15 Bradford Bulls play Sheffield Eagles. The other games are Featherstone Rovers against Swinton Lions. Lee Centurions against Halifax. Oldham against Dewsbury Rams. Widnes play Whitehaven and York City Knights at home to London Broncos. In the Betfred League 1 Barrow Raiders play Coventry Bears, Doncaster play West Wales Raiders, Hunslet are at home to North Wales Crusaders, Newcastle Thunder play Workington Town and Rochdale Hornets are at home to Keithley Cougars. That game is a three o'clock kickoff and that is also on the Hour League app. That's all I've got for you this week. As I said, safe journey to France. Enjoy the trip and let's hope we can bring home the two points. I shall see you there. Take care.
Before we look at the Catalan game and do a preview, I must mention David Watkins as I'm recording this uh, this mini pop-up podcast. It's David Watkins' 78th birthday today. And for our listeners who are uh, not old enough to remember David Watkins, I'll just tell you a bit about him. Absolute legend of the club. Won quite a lot of trophies as well. Played at Wembley in 1969 in our cup final defeat to, uh, to Castleford. He played in the Lancashire Cup final in 1972 and we lifted that trophy, beating Swinton by 25 points to 11. He was had a long scoring record of 92 consecutive matches. He kicked a world record 221 goals in the 1972-73 season. He played in our 10-5 victory over Warrington in the BBC2 floodlit trophy final. He won the championship with Salford in 1973-74 season and the 75-76 season. He also played for Great Britain and Wales. Um, he, he coached uh, Great Britain as well and, um, and and played on the 1974 tour his rugby league career ended in 1979 after playing a, a season for Swinton and um, he'll go down in history as one of Salford's all time great players I think and um, you know what 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 a, what a gentleman what a player what a, what a coach as well and had a fantastic career in rugby union as well let's not forget for, for Wales as well and um, club rugby league he's a, he's a legend in both codes of the sport and uh, happy birthday to him today on uh, Thursday the 5th of March he's 78 years of age today David Watkins club legend God bless him It's time for the devil of the So Salford Red Devils travel to Perpignan on Saturday to face Catalan Dragons, a match that we won last season by 46 points to nil in one of those dream dream matches, really. It was uh, Everything seemed to go our way. A fantastic performance from us uh, against, uh, against the Dragons. This season, it could be a tough encounter. The Catalans have just hit some form. They had a good victory away at Hull FC last weekend, scoring a late try. They won that game by 34 points to 29. They were trailing at one stage in the second half by 28 points to 10. They've stormed back there with tries from Benjamin Julian, Josh Drinkwater, Sammy Sony Lange, and James Maloney scored the, the late try in the last minute. Uh, to, to win the match for the Dragons by 34 points to 29 and, and they have got some cracking players in that squad as well Sam Tompkins Lewis Tierney Israel Falau what a sign is he's been Fuid Yaha James Maloney as well who's play, an international player who played at State of Origin as well he really has got a, a great pedigree Josh Drinkwater who played at Catalan Dragons before and won the cup for them in 2018 he had, uh, had, a, had a season out at Hulkingston Rovers he's back there now very good organiser Remy Casti is um, backbone of their pack been there a long time now Michael McClurham as well you remember from his days at Wigan he's a, a really solid player as well so they have got a good squad there a massive pack of forwards as well and you get the feel it's going to be a tough game for Salford coming up this weekend but uh, but yeah we've just got I think we've got to get our confidence back in that game and approach this game with a different attitude to the one we had against uh, against Wakefield Trinity we've got to go there as the underdogs and, and play our own game well, Salford coach Ian Watson has announced his uh, 21-man squad for the game on Saturday. Kevin Brown comes back in after his suspension. I'll give you the squad in full. It's Naya Levels, Chris Wellham, Dan Sarginson, Tui Lola here, Kevin Brown, Lee Mossop, Joey Lussett, Gil Dudson, Ryan Lannan, Paulie Paulie, Tyrone McCarthy comes back in, whose eye was an absolute mess after the game the week before against Leeds. He missed out against Wakefield. It's good to see him back in the side. Sebastian, if a hiko... 
or if a hehefo, Greg Burke, Luke Yates, Chris Atkin, Mark Flanagan, Reese Williams, Ken Seo, Elliot Keir, Jack Ormanroyd, and Oliver Roberts completes the squad. So Ian Watson will be, uh, be getting that down to his 19-man squad. Tough game for Salford, as we've said there, but best of luck to them. And uh, safe journey to everybody who's travelling over there to uh, to Perpignan or wherever you're staying in Lorette de Mar or Barcelona or wherever. Enjoy the trip. I'll just give you my prediction. It's been a tough podcast this without my uh, my good friend Rob Parkinson. No one who uh, to bash me uh, me opinions off to, but my prediction for this game is 22 points to 30 to Salford. Rob will probably have it something like 30 odd points to six to Salford. He's normally uh, a lot more optimistic than I am. But thanks for listening to it. Enjoy your, your travel into France and enjoy the match. I shall speak to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.